there's a certain vibe or vintage to it that just sounds great. Well, let me see. Is that loud? It's loud. On Taiwan Talk this week, Taiwan's legendary sax musician Corbett Wall talks about his music, what inspired him, and how music in Taiwan developed over the decades. When you're younger, you, you want to play, you want to emulate all your heroes and play as fast as you can and do all this kind of stuff. But I realized, this you know, music's not a race. No. Music's storytelling. And uh, uh, and so, you know, I, I just like to, I like to play songs that sort of, people are like, oh, that's a nice song, you know? You know what I fell in love with was when the, when you sent um, the clips over for, for, for me to, to listen to. The one that I really fell in love with was the Taiwanese one. Oh yeah, when you, when you you know what I'm you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know the time. I loved it so much, and I was just thinking you should have released it because it was just so wonderful. That's yeah. It's there's a story behind that. It's um, it was an album I did at a time when Taiwanese music was not yet uh, mainstream here, and and the record company said, well, you know, saxophone is a romantic sort of high class instrument. It's not suitable for uh, this sort of um, lower, cl- and I was like, what? Music is music, you know, this is a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. And, but that was the mentality 30 years ago. So that, that I, I did the recording, and there's some amazing players on that. And so I, I met some players from the uh, Carlos Santana band, mm-hmm. and I was in LA, so every time, I was doing production for other people, and so every time I'd go back, I'd be like, oh, there's extra couple hours in the studio. Can we do <laughs> and, this? And we would do this, and, we yeah. would do, and that's how the album got put together. It's it's a wonderful. <laughs> do, do one of those and that would. Oh my gosh. <laughs> song called uh, and so I heard all these songs I mean, this is a long time ago I'm I used to live in Beethoven at night uh, you know there's a lot of bustling uh, activity and there's there they'd have these little mimbauts right these little little vans that would drive around and I'd see these musicians throwing like these little mini drums and they're like a little keyboard and a guitar amp and they'd like drive somewhere I was like what are those guys doing <laughs> and uh, and they told me they said they're playing Nakashi music and I go what's that and um, it was kind of a Japanese uh, Taiwanese hybrid and so what they did was they would play these little mini gigs uh, they would go from tea house to tea house or like a little hot bath to hot bath, whatever, they, or, you know. And I was like, that's fascinating. So I would join them. I was like, where are you guys going? Okay, and, I'd, and we'd go and I'd, I'd hear these songs and I'd be like, oh, that's cool, you know. So I started asking, what's that song? What's this song? So I, I, I learned these songs and then, um, you know, I'd go out and buy a bunch of cassettes of these old songs and I would listen to them and I was like, oh, that's perfect. That's a beautiful melody for saxophone. I didn't, I didn't understand the meaning. And most Taiwanese songs, old Taiwanese songs, are sad. They are very, they're, they're lamentations almost. Right? Oh, yeah, they're like, oh, you know, you left me, I'm forever heartbroken. <laughs> it's or, most or, most Mando pops like yeah, that anyway. Yeah, it's like, and uh, yeah, they're so sad. And a lot of these songs were, you know, written in the 40s, 50s, uh, mm-hmm. and life was hard back then. So they're essentially the blues. So I was like, that's that's cool. I, I learned something about Taiwan in Berlin. I had no idea. We went there, and the uh, the local, uh, you know, the Dash, Shedash, he's he's the representative of Taiwan in Berlin. 
Uh, he, he went out with lunch with us with our indigenous group. Very, very gracious, uh, wonderful man. And uh, he used to uh, host a, uh, a TV show because he was head of the Xinwenji uh, here before. And so we were talking, and, and uh, he said, oh, I, yeah, I did stuff with music, and we talked about all the blacklisted songs in Taiwan. And I was like, that's interesting. Tell me wow. more. And, and so he named some songs, and I was like, you're kidding. There's a song called Xiu Ba Zhang. Oh, I love yeah. that song. And, and, uh-huh. and, uh, and I was like, that's blacklisted? How is it blacklisted? Uh, because it, it was like a lower, talking about the, the hardships of whatever. Who knows? But that was such a wonderful, that's yeah. such a wonderful song. And so, you know, so I'm like, really? So, you know. So it's it's like a beautiful, beautiful song. So I kind of created a hip hop version of that. And I, without knowing a lot of the history of the song, just like liking the melodies, you know, at that time, the music that influenced me and that I was uh, listening to, a lot of that went into this album. So, you know, there's the blues and there's sort of like R&B and there's all sorts of different stuff. Maybe I'll maybe I'll release it. I don't know. I it, think you should. <laughs> I think you should. I just I sat there. I'm like, I don't understand why this never came out. It, well, it, it's, it wasn't the right time. I mean, now I can put it on. Uh, you know, I think I got on sound. I mean, it's releasing music now is a much different. It's, it's much easier. It, well, it's, it's a different thing. You know, it's right. sort of like anybody can get your music. But why or how would they know about it? The actual thing is not as important as how people find out about it. Uh, yeah. I mean, do, do you see what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I see right? what yeah. you're saying. Because yeah. a lot of people, it's like it's like being a writer. I mean, I've seen a lot of people try and self-publish, right? And, and when I look at some people who self-publish because they can't get a, a contract or, you know, I kind of think, well, yeah, okay, I get the self-publishing bit, but when you don't have the edits, and but this is different. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll probably do it. The thing is, uh, you know, maybe I can find, uh, I mean, I can go back and talk to the record companies, but as a expired product, best before, you know, <laughs> 1992. I can still play this thing. Um, you know, I've, now that I've been back in Taiwan for a few years, I... I <laughs> I, I, I get that, you know, like some, 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 uh, literally an Obasan will come up to me and she's dragging, you know, two daughters uh, <laughs> oh who are dragging their kids and says, Oh, I loved your music, you know, when I was in junior high school. And I'd be <laughs> oh like, Wow, okay. But it's, it's thank you. <laughs> it's, but no, it's, it's really precious. <laughs> David Sanborn gave you that. Yeah, uh, you know, I have to thank him. We we had the same teacher. I there was a there was a point in time where I was back in New York and I had this opportunity to, to, to record other artists there. And I have to thank the record company for believing and trusting in me to, to do this. Because I was a young kid and they would say, you know, go record so and so's album and you know, and, and so I would do this. But uh, I would try to find resources so that I can improve myself. And one of the things that was really important to me was the sound. Uh, you can always learn technique. I mean, that's like going to the gym or something. It's some, you know, technique is something that you you have to work on. But I was trying to figure out, you know, how do you, you know, the sound of the saxophone. And David, you know, I, I loved his sound. Not that I wanted to sound like him, but the fact that it was so unique. And I found out that his uh, his teacher was a very very accomplished guy named John Purcell, who was a he was like a genius. He was a multi. He played, you know, flute and clarinet and, and oboe and, and, and saxophones and whatever. But he was a, a Broadway musician. And 
I have the utmost respect for these guys because these guys will be hired to do a show and they have to like have six instruments. It's a flute and then they put it down to play saxophone and then there's a clarinet and then, they, you know, so it's fascinating. And, uh, you know, and I, I play one instrument and this guy, and, uh, you know, and, and not that well. And this guy plays six or eight of them. And he plays them better than you do. Yeah, but, um, but it was about sound and it's about the whole physical aspect. It's like a singing teacher. It's about how to get sound and turn it into an emotion. And so, yeah, I learned a lot from them. You were listening to Corbett Wall, and that does it for this week's edition of Taiwan Talk. Thank you for tuning in.